Every weekday afternoon here on Moody Radio Quad Cities, we receive expert advice on managing money in a way that pleases God on the program Faith and Finance Live. And starting today, once a month, we'll have the incredible privilege of having Faith and Finance Live host Rob West with us to help us with Money Matters. And with Valentine's Day being this week, we thought our first session would be on money and marriage. And good morning, Rob. Good morning. It's great to be with you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So I know you're just like dying to have some of the weather that we're having there. <clears throat> yeah, apparently not. <laughs> I've already had two people cancel things that we were supposed to do today because they have to stay home in your neck of the woods. Oh, uh, wow. So they can't. Yeah, have the Zoom meetings we were going to have. Okay. <laughs> that's all right. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, on a brighter note, uh, pitchers and catchers reported for spring training. So, you know, we got baseball to look forward to. Hey, so. that's right. It's coming. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Uh, so, Rob, as we start out our time together, we thought maybe we'd jump into money and marriage. And uh, it seems like finances are a big part of that vital relationship between husband and wife and having it be successful. So give give us some tips on how to manage money together. Yeah, money and marriage, what could go wrong, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, this is such an important area because if we start at the beginning, God's design was unity, oneness, one flesh, right? So how do two people who have different money backgrounds, temperaments, personalities, perhaps they were raised completely differently in terms of the use of money, how do they come together and find God's heart as one flesh as a married couple in this area of finance? It's really challenging. And the studies tell us that 70% of married couples have conflict over money. So what do we do? Well, I think we have to start, Ken and Deb, at the at the beginning and really back up and even answering the question, what was money like growing up? You know, mm. you will find that the way you handle money today was in large part due to how you saw money handled growing up, mm. whether there was plenty or a little. I had a caller to the show just this week who said, Rob, my husband and I can't stay on a budget. And so she was calling with a financial question. How do we balance the budget? And I said, well, tell me what money was like growing up. She said, well, we never had much. I mean, I was always told, no, I could never spend anything. And, you know, now that we have some money as a couple, I'm an adult now, I don't want to be denied. When I see something, I just want to buy it. She Mm -hmm. said, the problem is often it will cause our budget to not work that month. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this financial question was so much more than a financial question. Underneath that was really kind of a a heart posture. And, uh, you know, uh, God had been working in her life and she realized that, you know, maybe I need to make a change. What do I need to do? So how do you move forward in the midst of these two people coming together that are completely different? Well, I think it has to start with a, first of all, prayer, inviting Mm -hmm. God into your financial life together as a couple. Second, talk about your values. You know, what's most important to you? What do you want to be known for as a family and as a couple? And where is God taking you in the future? Do you want to be known for living simply or giving generously? And what about the ability to build memories together, you know, as a family and maybe take a vacation every now and then? What about saving for the future in college? You know, as we talk about these values that connect to our deeply held priorities as believers, then the budget actually becomes an instrument of peace because now I know where I'm going. I know the bigger why down the road and the longer term, the perspective, the better the decision I can make today. And so if we're sacrificing in the short run, we know why we're doing it and we're working together to 
to accomplish it. Yeah, that's really good. You know, Rob, I listened to Larry Burkett, the late Larry Burkett, for so many years and read his books and uh, just really admired his character along with his wisdom. And one of the things that really stuck with me that he talked about, and I've mentioned this on the air here before, but one of the things is as a married couple is, is to have a number that you guys agree upon that if you wanted to buy something, you have a set dollar amount before you have to ask, you know, talk talk about it and pray about yeah. it. As, talk about that a little bit. Well, I think it's so key because, you know, there we have to make decisions together. Yes, we need to build some freedom and flexibility in that. I mean, I actually like in the budget having a portion that, you know, maybe is just for me that I can kind of use the way I want to with uh-huh. my hobbies and the things I enjoy and the same for my wife. But the majority of it we're doing together. And, yeah, I think absolutely there has to be a threshold, whether it's a $100 or a couple of hundred dollars where you say above this number, I'm just not going to spend that unless we talk about it mm-hmm. and agree together. And that's just part of, you know, working together as a married couple. My friend Shanti Feldhahn, the Harvard researcher, wrote a book called Thriving in Love and Money. And she said that really one of the keys, well, really two keys to overcoming conflict in marriage, number one was having margin. So what she found was it wasn't a matter of the income level that was determined whether or not there would be conflict. It was whether they were living below it. And that margin was so key to being able to move forward together. The second was, you won't be surprised, communication. Mm -hmm. And that's why we recommend a monthly money date where you come together, not to point fingers, but to course correct and make decisions. And, you know, what do we need to do this month given what's going on over here? And I think that really is so key as we move forward. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, Rob, what if one person is not really wanting to be part of this. You know what I mean? They just want to kind of do their own thing. And then one person is really passionate about coming together in this area. Yeah. Well, I think this is really important, and I think it starts with understanding the role that we have as stewards, all of us. So once we understand that God owns it all and we're stewards or managers of his resources, we know that's a high calling. And so as a as a steward, we need to be found faithful, which means this is a pretty important task. So it doesn't mean that everybody needs to love crunching numbers. I mean, there's going to be one usually in the marriage relationship that's more interested in the details and paying the bills. Great. You be the bookkeeper. But you've got to set goals together. You've got to, you know, look at the spending plan together. And, you know, if one person just isn't interested in doing that, I think it's important to say, hey, let's find a system that works for us. Mm. You know, if you want to be more hands off and directional, that's fine. But I still need you at least once a month plugging in to say, let's talk about how we're doing moving forward even if you're not involved in the day-to-day. The other big one is making sure that both spouses know where all the accounts are, the Mm -hmm. passwords, who the professionals are. You know, if God were to call one of us home, the other can't be left just not knowing anything about their financial life. That's just really difficult. Yeah. We're talking with Rob West with Faith and Finance Live, which you hear every weekday afternoon at 3 o'clock here on Moody Radio Quad Cities. And one thing that um, Deb and I have talked about before that we see a lot of uh, well, not a lot, but maybe in some mm-hmm. cases where you have um, couples that have split finances. I mean, yeah. you know, I've the guy's got his set of finances and yeah. checking account and the woman's got hers. And what's the danger in that? It really is dangerous. In fact, we have a whole opening topic coming up in the next two weeks on that very subject, separate finances. Uh, You know, it can seem like something that just makes sense because it's like, well, 
I just want to control this part of the spending plan. You control that. The problem is it not only creates headaches, because now we've got two accounts we're having to manage, but it just doesn't foster unity. It fosters the mine and yours approach, and Mm -hmm. that's counter to what God's heart is for marriage. It should all be about oneness. It also fosters this kind of financial infidelity concept where I'm making decisions or maybe borrowing money or doing things without the full view and understanding of my spouse. And that's just going to lead to disaster. So I just strongly encourage you, especially when you're getting married later in life, the tendency is to keep things separate. I think it's really critical that we merge our finances, even if, you know, with a second marriage or down the road, maybe say the money that was amassed from my prior marriage, especially if I have kids from that first marriage. In many cases, we do have to treat that separately. And there's a way to do that in a God honoring way that honors our spouse. But from that point forward, I think you've got to put everything together to really move forward in a way that brings unity. Mm -hmm. Rob, speak to that person this morning that's waking up and they have kind of like a heavy burden on their shoulders because they're in debt as a family and it's serious and they don't, they feel like they're kind of drowning in it because of uh, maybe, maybe it was medical debt. Maybe it was just buying things that they couldn't afford, but is there a way forward? And if so, what are some of the first steps to, as a couple getting out of debt? Yeah. Well, I think the first step is to pray. Again, invite God into your financial life. Second, we don't need to run from it. We need to run to it. The tendency when we get in that situation, Deb, is to say, well, I'm just not going to open the bills anymore. I'm just going to stick them in a drawer. I don't even want to look at it. I don't answer the phone anymore because I know it's a collection agency. I mean, you've got to lean into it. You've got to know exactly what you owe. So I'd start just by, as much as you don't want to see it, making a list of every debt, the balance, the interest rate. And then we've got to go to work on that. spending plan and say, all right, you know, other than the keeping gas in the car, food on the table, the utilities on and a roof over our head, everything else is in question, right? Mm -hmm. So those are the big four Mm -hmm. priorities, but everything else can go. What can we do to dial back our spending for this season to create as much margin as possible so we can attack that debt Mm -hmm. and then lean into your creditors, call them, tell them the situation. They'll work with you if you don't run from them and get on a payment plan that actually fits. Uh, If it's credit card debt and you have more than $4,000 in credit card debt. I like a debt management program for that. So you mm-hmm. can check with my friends at christiancreditcounselors.org. They'll help you get the interest rates reduced and get on a level monthly payment. But I think the big idea is we've got to lean into it and don't rob God of the opportunity of providing by continuing to use the plastic. Let's trust him to do something miraculous and just see how he works as we do our part. And I think that's the key. Should we continue to give to God when we're in that I, you know, I think that's so important. Um, and, and I think the key is just to continue to exercise that discipline of giving. Uh, you know, you're going to have to determine the amount. It's not about checking a box. It's not about a certain percentage, in my view. We're to give as an act of worship. We're to give to demonstrate our trust in God. We're to give because it's our way of participating mm-hmm. in God's activity. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it may be a season where you dial it back. But I would say continue to be a systematic percentage giver. No matter what situation you're in, and just trust that God is going to use that uh, to do great things. Mm-hmm. And that might involve um, maybe getting an extra job, you know, That's to right. to have to to cover the difference. If you have too much debt, that your income's not covering it, right? 
Well, that's exactly right. Yeah, so there's really two ways to solve for a budget where there's a gap. One is to reduce expenses, but often, uh, you know, it's going to involve increasing income. And I realize that's easier said than done. But yeah, it may be this is a season where I need to add some extra hours at work. I need to get creative. Maybe I pick up an extra shift or add something on the side. Maybe I have to say goodbye to that pet project, you know, small business that's not making any money, that's on a drain on our finances yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, be willing to say goodbye to that. I mean, yeah. there's all kinds of scenarios, but I think we need to be honest with ourselves. We may need a third party like a coach or a counselor from our church. Maybe, you know, your church or a church in your area has a coaching ministry, is a stewardship ministry. Uh, maybe a third party who can just bring a fresh perspective to this could be key, but I think we've got to lean into it and we've got to make some hard decisions. Oh, that's really good. That's Rob West with Faith and Finance Live, heard every weekday afternoon at 3 o'clock here on Moody Radio. Other ways to get in touch with you, Rob, which are? Yeah, just head to our website, faithfi.com. That's faithfi.com. You can also download the FaithFi app. Uh, right there, you know, this is one of the tools that I think folks uh, will really appreciate is we have our FaithFi community, both in the app and on the web. So every day, stewards like you are posting questions and sharing ideas and sharing best practices, and, and they're responding to each other. So jump into the FaithFi community. Uh, we have the very best content in biblical finance. We aggregate from all the leading voices, Randy Alcorn and, and Howard Dayton, so many others there in our uh, learn section. Mm-hmm. And then we have a money management system. So based on Larry Burkett's envelope system, we've built a modern version of that that's smartphone-based. It's a digital envelope system. And that may be just the key for you to move forward in this area is to have a, a view into your finances that allow you to make decisions throughout the month where you need to cut back. But it's all uh, at our website, faithfi.com. All right. Sounds great. Well, Rob, appreciate your wisdom, brother. And um, the next month, we'll talk to you again. Looking forward to it. So have a great Thank month. You. Can't wait. Ken Depp, stay warm. <laughs>